Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome back, Johnny, Adam and Andrew. Your tidings, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. This is the first one of 2024 for the Franchise Tag Podcast. We had a lovely festive time off all of us. Um, Lots of NFL gear was bought and handed and and distributed amongst us all, I suppose. I've got a lovely, terrible towel. I am going to show it off. It's the pride and joy here. Everyone... Take a good look at that. That's what eight and eight gets you every year. A low draft pick and over 500. Congratulations to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anyway, enough of my misery of being a Steelers fan. Um, I'm sure we watched uh, as much football as we could over the over the Christmas period. Obviously, there was some on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Oh, it was all going off. There was, there was football going on all over the place. And uh, for some of you, you may not have been at the, at the television screens, unfortunately, because of family commitments, parties and whatnot. That was definitely what I was doing. So I've had to catch up in the meantime. But lots has happened. And we'll start off with Lamar Jackson leading the MVP race for the NFL after a massively impressive victory over the Miami Dolphins, beating them 56-19, beating the brakes off of Miami. Was it someone on here that said that Miami couldn't play the football in the winter? And also a couple of people on here who said Lamar Jackson would be the MVP at the start of the season. I feel like there's two heads nodding, at least, but we're on a betting show that spoke about this. Do you want to lead the way, Andrew? Well, I've already cashed out on my... Uh, oh, no! Oh. How uh, much did well, you I lose? Cashed out this week. I cashed out this week because <clears throat> oh, it's that much of an odds-on <clears throat> favourite. They were offering me virtually the whole amount of money. I was like, I fancy that now. We've just had Christmas. Lovely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they were offering me £4 less uh, than the total payout for it. So I was like, this is odds-on. This is coming in, but... I'll take the money now. Why not? Hey, um, so yeah, that's another one of the preseason bets that's uh, come forward for me. I've managed to get the Heisman Trophy winner and the Heisman, uh, the Heisman and the MVP. So yeah, it's uh, it's good for me. Adam, are you surprised? Uh, I, I, I didn't back it. I didn't back it at all. Uh, <laughs> it's not a market that I particularly delve into. I leave these. Uh, whole season bets to Andrew as he's the specialist in that area. I'm more than happy to let him know that he's the specialist in that particular place. Um, but uh, I, I think, if I remember rightly, uh, after the London game against the Titans, we kind of all went, or I certainly went, Baltimore Ravens. I, I think they're going to be very, very difficult to beat. And mm-hmm. I think that Lamar is just proving that he's kind of the versatile quarterback that we all thought he was now that he's fully fit. So it's um, it's not really a massive surprise, I don't think. But <coughs> I know there's a lot of people out there that are kind of felt it was going to go another way. But yeah, I think he's done pretty well. Yeah, I agree with um, Adam there, because I'm just jumping on that before you jump in, Fred. Uh, yeah, straight after we saw him play uh, in, um, in Germany, uh, in Germany, um, in London, <laughs> um, we came back and said, I even said to you, Fred, because that's the one we were at, uh, the way he controlled the game and, uh, and the way he, he just plays, even if the stats aren't like off the chart, insane. It, it just, after that, I was like, they're the best team and he looks like it, it could go all the way for him. I finally will submit to CJ Stroud not winning it this year. I finally, 
<laughs> it breaks my heart, but there is always going to be other years, CJ Stroud. Johnny, we say, uh, Andrew said it's not all about the stats sometimes, but 18 for 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks for Lamar Jackson against the Miami Dolphins, who have had a, a hell of a year themselves so far. What's impressed you about Lamar most this year? Definitely, he's coming off his, his his best game. I think we've seen for for a while, and it's it's quietly gone about his business. I feel that Lamar and the Ravens haven't necessarily dominated headlines until the last couple of weeks, um, given that you know that some of the storylines elsewhere. But yeah, I think the the real marriage of having an elite defense and and now with the new offensive coordinator Todd Monken. That has obviously, you know, worked so much, you know, wonders to the Mars game. Um, we, he's he's by far my favourite athlete to watch on his day. You know, we're talking primarily from from other seasons, him being, you know, a, a runner first. But now his passing game is is really developing, um, which you know we would seen, and he's taking it to the next level. Um, obviously, having the talent around him this year has really helped. Um, but yeah, they 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 look such a force on both sides of the ball. Um, and Lamar, yeah, is, is, is obviously the um, um, yeah the the um, the star of that 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 piece. So yeah, the the, the Ravens, I think you know, having locked in the one seed, um, are without doubt now the the, the favourites to go all the way. Um, worry a little bit, you know, obviously with the um, uh, you know the what they suffered in two thousand and nineteen. Um, having the buy, and you know, we know what that can do to to some teams. Um, you know, having a week off, um, theoretically, got two weeks off because I'm, I'm sure they'll be resting a lot of the starters um, this weekend. So, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing who the the Ravens come up against. Um, but um, but yeah, they they are by far deservedly the the uh, the, the favourites now to win the whole thing and and, and the Mar uh, to win the MVP. Has, has this season, Adam, been the season that Lamar has finally shaken off the uh, the the albatross around his neck of I, he's a running quarterback, he's just physical and running, and that he not that he can't throw. There was definitely some people who said he couldn't throw. So that was a, a massive criticism when he came out, and I know he's had a, a sort of injury marred last two years, but this year, surely this year is the season where he's shown a lot of people that you know I, I ain't just about my feet. I can I can go all day long with my throwing. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so, given what he's managed to achieve so far this season. It's like, if you look at the stats, I mean, you've got Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts that have both had 15 rushing touchdowns. Lamar's only mm. had five. So mm. I think that that goes to show that he's more than capable of, of being able to compete without the rushing touchdowns. I mean, he, he hasn't really. I mean, he, he has rushed a lot of yards in fairness to him i mean he's on 821 so it's more than anyone else but it i think it, it goes to show that it's not literally just about him rushing the ball to score touchdowns it's like you know he can throw the ball and pass it into the his playmakers that he's got i also think it goes to show that when some playmakers go out injured like mark andrews it, it, he can still get the job done a little bit and and maybe that's more to the benefit, you know, the plaudits of the of the coaching staff, and and certainly since Munkin's come in, I think that's that's made a a big difference for him in in that respect. But yeah, I mean, I I think it, I suppose when he won his first MVP, it was kind of like he's this 
big-bodied rushing quarterback, that's what he's best at. Whereas for this, it does feel a little bit like he's changed his game a little bit. And so I would hope that people are probably looking at him as a bit more than just a quarterback who rushes the ball all the time. Well, my cat certainly agrees because she's going crazy for your comments. So she so should. Yeah. Well, so she should, exactly. And apologies if I'm a little bit hoarse. I have a mild, mild cold. Uh, so I'm sorry if I'm a little bit... Uh, Sniffly. Um, big shout out to Kerry Jacobs, Brian, our friend Kerry saying, Let's go, Baltimore. Kerry, come on, you only sported Bolt. It started for Baltimore like two weeks ago, mate. Like you can't you can't jump on the hype train now, you know. You've got to give yourself at least a few years, bless you. Um, but big shout out to Carrot Kerry, one of our good, good friends, does a lot of great work with NFL and NBA as well. Um, Andrew, you said that you felt like when we watched them, they were one of the most complete teams. Do you think this year could be their year. I mean, Baltimore's a tough place to go. It's a tough place to go. The elements are there as well. The weather's very harsh there. Um, they've got some experience on both sides of the balls. Now, I think many players first rodeo, really, with uh, with this team. Do you, can, do you expect them to be in Vegas in February? Yeah, I think um, they've got to be looking at it. I know we always use this term when we're talking on the show, but anything but the Super Bowl for them, I think they're going to see as uh, a failed season at this point. I think this is Harbaugh's best team that he's had um, so far in his career there. So, um, yeah, as you say, both sides of the ball, they've got the key pieces. I think their defence has really stepped up. You know, they, they managed to put pressure on people and they haven't got the massive names on that front seven that maybe some of the other teams have. So it, it's hats off to the coordinators and what they've done as a team because they are fantastic uh, to watch. Uh, across the board, like I say, on both sides. So, um, yeah, I think anything but the Super Bowl for them now is is probably a fail. It could be a year that we see both Harbaugh brothers both win the championship. That would be pretty cool with uh, with Jim over at um, Michigan and, and John with uh, with Baltimore. And um, from a Steelers perspective, I mean, uh, they're, they're just I mean they're going to play a weekend team against us in the in the in on next Sunday, which benefits the Steelers and especially Mason Rudolph plays like Big Ben in his prime again. Don't know where that came from. Um I they are so impressive to watch. And 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 what's more impressive is is Lamar's doing it without star wide receiver. You know, when you look around at the quarterbacks who are, who are really good in this league at the minute and um the teams are really good. When you look at the the, the 49ers, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, you look at uh, Miami, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle and, and and you look at Lamar, he's only got Zay Flowers, OBJ, and Rashad Bateman. A lot of teams, these are number twos on most teams, aren't they? Really, I mean, they, they are really impressive. And uh, like your, one of yours said about Mark Andrews being out, what he's done with Isaiah Likely. I know that Andrew and Adam, you've been massive fans of Isaiah Likely coming out of college. He hasn't really done anything till this point, really. Is this is when he's really shone with Mark Andrews being away, and it shows that you know even without superstars, this team can can really play some hard-nosed football. And it's sort of old school in a way, you know, running the ball running the ball hard and having a good defence. And I've thought at times their defence has been better in previous years, but they maybe have not been as consistent as they have been this year. So uh, it's it's a really fun team to watch. Um, I mean, a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl could be could be pretty good fun viewing. Um, what isn't fun viewing, though, is Mr. Russell Wilson over at the Denver Broncos, who has been told he's going to be benched for his remaining games. Um, this It seemed very monetary, this, before when it happened. So they said basically that 
they didn't want him to pick up an injury because Wilson was would have 37 million in injury guarantees would be guaranteed through 2025 if he did get injured in these last two games. And if they picked up that option, um, he would tie the team up for at least two seasons. Um, with with doing this, this is now allowing them the option to be able to cut Russell Wilson in March. Um, apparently, so reports have come out, Diana Rossini's tweet I'm reading here from an article from the Maha Report, assume a Denver-based organization um is that the for almost two months the quarterback has been starting knowing the organization was more than likely going to move on from him after this season um andrew this is just uh it's a whirlwind of a ride i mean we have been really pumping up the denver broncos the last few weeks saying they're looking really good they look like they're finally clicking this feels like that russ and uh and uh, sean payton are really getting on but this team can really go places I mean, what, what's going on here? This this feels like a complete U-turn from what we were expecting. Yeah, I think um, it was reported after they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, wasn't it, in week eight? So mm -hmm. they had week nine uh, where they talked and discussed it. But I think uh, as the weeks have gone by, we've seen Sean Payton get more and more frustrated with Russell Wilson. Uh, I think we've now seen that on the sidelines as well. So there's obviously been a lot more of that maybe behind closed doors um, while those games have been playing out. So I just feel that Sean Payton knows he's now got something. He's worked out on the defence now and it seems to be clicking. And he's gone, do you know what? He's not my guy. He's not who I want to move forward with. I think we've, we've seen reports when he was at Seattle and now at Denver that although he's a nice guy and he works hard, there is like personality issues with him. He clashes with... The head coaches, we saw last year that he had his own office. Um, he did like had special things just for him. Um, so maybe a lot of these head coaches are like, look, you're not what I'm looking for. I want to move forward with something else. I'm not getting the production value that you have done in previous years. Um, so maybe Sean Payton's got a plan. Maybe he's going to get rid of him completely. I know that that contract's uh, quite big, but maybe he's going to move on with them and draft someone. You know, I think they're going to be in a good spot in the draft, aren't they, to, to go after one of these guys. I think Bo Nix is the guy that I think they're round uh, to get him. So, um, yeah, maybe that's where it's all coming from. They don't want this this drama. A player on the team not willing to restructure, not willing to change his contract, not willing to help the team. It's all about rusts. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that that's where this is coming from. Do you believe that, Adam? Because if, if someone read me that an article saying them things about Russell Wilson, I'd be inclined to disagree because it's never come across that way at all. No, I, I, it feels like there might be two Russell Wilsons, to be brutally honest. It, it feels like, the, yeah, a little bit. The, the public persona feels very that um, he's in it for, with the team and he, he'll do everything he can. But then, as was as Andrew said, it's like, but then he's got his own office up somewhere. It's like, you're, you're a quarterback. What what do you need an office for? You know, you, you don't need it. So, it, you know, he, he brought in all his own guys, didn't he? Like his own sort of like health and fitness guys as well. Mm -hmm. And basically, Sean Payton's come in and said, get lost, you're not having that kind of thing. And, and that's not, to a certain extent, that might not have gone down very well. Um, it, it's a it's an interesting situation. It, it feels when you actually look at the contract. I mean, it's an astronomical amount of money that you're you're throwing to this guy. 
Um, they don't want him to get injured. So I, I think their their logic is very much, well, what's the point of playing him if we're not going to reach the playoffs? So there's no point. So we might as well just make sure that we don't end up giving him the extra money for that. Um, you know, if, if you look at some of the quotes, it's like Peyton and the, the Broncos have come out and said that they haven't ruled out a return. Um, it, it's probably going to be a bit difficult for that to happen. I can't imagine that Wilson's going to be particularly happy to play for him after this. But... You know, he himself has come out and said, well, I signed a seven-year deal, not a two-year one. So it, it's it's very difficult. I, I don't quite know where they're planning on going. I think it's purely a financial decision, I have to say, on this mm. particular one. Um, but they are in a decent place. They're 14th at the moment is where they're going to be in the draft. So, you know, they will be able to get one of the top five quarterbacks at 14th. So, you know, that they might want to go down there. And I think that Peyton, he wants his guys, doesn't he? You know, he's made that pretty clear. And he's basically taking over as GM and head coach. And I, I think you might find that the GM who's there at the moment will probably go in the off season, and he will kind of take over. And they're just going to be like, this whole Russell Wilson contract was a disaster. Let's just rip it all up and we'll start again and that kind of feels like where they're going to be but I suppose it really depends whether Peyton wants to go for the rebuild because I have to say it seems remarkably like what the Saints position was when he left so mm. I don't quite know it's all a bit odd but I think that they'll definitely uh, I think personally I think they'll be parting ways oh, that was the point I was going to ask Johnny actually you know Sean leaves the Saints, Drew Brees is going to go. It, it looks like they're going to have to do a big rebuild if he if he stays there. He opts out, tries a bit of bit, bit of a commentary gigs and stuff like that. Doesn't rule out coming back to football, but says you know I'm going to give it a bit of a break. Jumps very much into the hot seat straight again, again with the Denver Broncos, a seat that we said would suit Sean Payton to the ground because he'd have a proper quarterback, a good defense, some decent offensive players, and could really make this work. And then suddenly it feels like this is all getting a bit blown up again. Is Sean Payton really going to be want to be there for another five, six year rebuild? You're on mute just to uh, heads up, yeah. What an what an not great there way to start the new year. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think that. Um, well, it's similar to what happened with the Raiders last year with uh, Derek Carr. He was he was benched for the final couple of games last year to to you know avoid a similar sort of incentive he was obviously cut and, and it feels that, that this will happen to Wilson because he I think has shown this year that he's still a worthy starter in the NFL particularly for you know a lot of um, bottom tier teams and I think he could do a decent job for um, um, you know a, a few teams who were pretend you know vying to try and get into a playoff spot next year um, but yeah <laughs> We, we we've known that the relationship between Wilson and um, and Sean Payton hasn't quite been you know the one it's not clicked at all has it um, mm. since since both have arrived um, and yeah it, it screams to the first you know real rebuilding job uh, I think this summer obviously didn't have the opportunity to do that last year with the quarterback given that that Wilson had only been there a year um, I'm intrigued to see what what they do. I think Adam makes a good point. Yeah, they're in a great position to 
to to you know select a quarterback. They've not really got much capital to to make a move up um, or even trade for another quarterback. Well, I can't see that happening again. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 interested to see who who they'll target in the draft because I think that's that's the way it's got to go really um, because they've got they've got good players, but I feel this year has been. We were we were positive about them a few weeks ago, but let's not forget this was a team that started was it one and five, and you know the amount of one score games that they 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 edged um, suggests that there was a little bit of luck involved. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the Broncos are still a below average team uh, in the NFL. Um, so yeah, they 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 did just need to have a big re- rebuilding summer uh, and a bit of a rethink about how they want to play and who they want to to, to bring in. Uh, but yeah, certainly not Russell Wilson. Um, he won't be there in, in Denver next year. Do you guys really see this as a rebuild? Because we're, me and Adam are saying that they could get Bo Nix sort of category style quarterback, which would slot him perfectly, uh, especially the style of play that he is that we would give Sean Payton. And if you, you know, they're eight and eight, they're in a division where the Chiefs are kind of on a bit of a struggle at the minute. The Raiders are struggling every year. The Chargers, who knows what they're going to be next year. Uh, And we all said there is some nice players on that team. Do you think that, you know, maybe they trade Pat Satan, get some more draft capital? You know, they could be viable next year. Not it's Mm. a rebuild. They're going to be uh, at the bottom of their division and sort of working on it next year. Yeah, I think perhaps not. Yeah, perhaps not. You know, necessarily a, a full rebuild, but I, I do think there are there are so many holes that that need a a, a bottom up approach. And yeah, you mentioned the likes of Pat Sertain. He's probably going to be looking to 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 move on. Quite an unsettled sort of character. But I think I think the Broncos are never going to. Uh, you know, they've got a, an aging and, and very holy offensive line. Um, there's been a lot of uncertainty about the wide receiving core. Um, they need a lot of young and, and up-and-coming talent to to add to this team and, and a lot of players who perhaps, you know, haven't lived up to the expectations and have been around there a while need to, need to move on. So, yeah, I think there are, there are a lot of changes that need to be made, um, both for, for, for Peyton's own uh, uncomfort, really, to, to to really install his own um, um, philosophy and, and and how he wants to play. Um, but yeah, and a, a roster as, as as a whole, really. But um, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how how long it takes. It could take a year. It could take five. But um, but yeah, the quarterback obviously is the most important position, and they need to get that right. Do you not think that it also kind of depends where he wants to go? I mean, he he could go for a quarterback who's already in the league. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to go for a rookie and start afresh. I mean, you know, as we've said, Justin Fields is going to be around. You know, you know, if the, if the likes, of, I mean, it's it's kind of similar in a way to Russell Wilson. Not not completely the same, but you know, has the rushing ability that that Russell Wilson used to have. So it's like he he could go down that way. And then obviously, it's about the other question is like, where does um, where does Russell Wilson end up going? Because, like, as Johnny said, he, he is a capable starter. I mean, if you look at him, I know it's like fantasy leagues and stuff like that, but he's like number 12. So he's you look at his stats, they're not mega far off of Lamar. They're really not. Mm. So it, it's like he's he's done pretty well. So, 
you know, there will be options for him as well. Where, where do we all think he might go if he does get cut? Andrew? Oh, I haven't really thought about it, to be fair. I'm just not really sure who'd want to take on uh, a contract that Russell Wilson's going to be looking at. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got I, I, I don't think I don't think we can afford him. The, 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 the thing you've got at the minute is if you draft someone from this year's quarterback class, which is quite strong, we think you can get them a little bit later on good value. You're not going to be paying them much money for five years. Whereas exactly. Russell Wilson, if you have him for one or two years, you're paying him uh, too much. Um, but I do think he's good enough to be a starter uh, at another club. He's definitely not the 33rd worst quarterback yeah. in the league, is he? So, um, yeah, there, there could be some some interest for someone who's got salary cap um, mm. but wouldn't mind taking a shot on him. I think somewhere about the Falcons, yeah, that would be my one. I think straight away because I've we've everyone was saying Justin Fields to the Falcons. I mean, if I'm the Falcons, I think I'm looking at Russell Moore to be honest with you. They just need someone who can, you know, pass the ball and isn't going to throw a ton of (laughs) and uh, they've not had that for a while. So I I think Wilson to the Falcons makes perfect sense, uh, particularly because that you know they're in a in a weakened division and they've got those young players on those rookie contracts, they've got a great chance to win with, with some decent quarterback play. So, you know, someone like Russell Wilson could have done wonders to that team um, this year. So um, I'm all aboard the Falcons Wilson uh, train. Do we think, do we think any of the teams that got a rookie in will hit the panic button a little bit like Carolina, maybe for example? No, Carolina tempted to. Mm, I, I think Carolina is going to be a new coaching staff, isn't it? They're going to come out and go, this is who you've got and this is what you've, you've got to deal with. I, I can't imagine that Carolina are going to do that. They haven't got the draft capital either in other ways. And I, I think they're so they're kind of stuck with Bryce Young now and they've got to try and make it work somehow. Um, I, I don't know. I don't see anyone. I mean, Houston, obviously not. Um, what, what's the commander's... Uh... Salary, yeah, may potentially, mm. but that they aren't they like they're fourth, aren't they, at the moment? I yeah. know oh, there's no, they're second after this weekend, mm. so they might, might want to use that on something else. I don't know, maybe I just try and think. I mean, ideally, possibly. if uh, Sean Payton wants to do something crazy, just do a straight swap for Daniel Jones, that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think, um, Adam, <clears throat> um, that the trade that happened for Russell Wilson, you know, that Russell went to the Broncos with him in the fourth. The Seahawks got Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. They got two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. That has turned into Charles Cross, Boye Maffe, Tyreek Smith, the outside linebacker, Devon Witherspoon, and Derek Hall, the edge rusher. Do you think GMs are going to look at trades like this in the future and are going to be less tempted to do them? Well, they, they shouldn't do them. <laughs> I, I, I think well, it... No, well, which one's worked? You know, t- tell me which one has worked. That That's the problem. I, I don't see many of these multi-first-round pick trades working very often. You mean, Trey you Lance, the team, that, you that mean was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't see it working. Like, you know, Trey Lance was a, was a disaster for the 49ers when they did it. Um, they just happened to get out of jail with Brock Purdy. That's mm. all that happened there. Um, 
you know, like you say, Lamar didn't, uh, not Lamar, sorry, Russell Wilson, it's not happened. Um, I, I'm trying to think of others that were multiple first round picks. There's not Bryce, the Bryce Young ones. Was yeah, yeah, the Bryce Young round. one. I mean, that's, that's probably too early. Well, the Bears have ended up with another first round yeah. pick. Well, this is the thing you see. Yeah. So, what would you rather? Would you rather have Bryce Young or would you rather have the two first round picks that you got and DJ Moore? You know, this is the thing. It's like I, I find normally that the type of organization that does this and throws away the multiple first round picks in order to get the so-called well-known commodity or to get the first round pick, it, it doesn't normally work out in your favor. And it's more like a sign of desperation more than anything mm -hmm. else that you're trying to just trying to get anything to work. Another one, the arguable one, didn't, didn't the bears trade a first away in multiple years to the giants to go and get Justin Fields? They moved up. Yeah, yeah, but if I, I think if you're moving up, that's different. I, I think it, it, it's when you're, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one because obviously Trey Lance was moving up as well, wasn't it? But like, mm -hmm. I, I do think that if you're moving up a few spots to get a guy, then that's probably fair enough. I think if you're doing so, like Carolina moved up like eight or nine spots, didn't they, in order to do it? And that's how come it costs so much. Um, Trey Lance was moving up like again eight or nine spots. Um, you know, obviously the Russell Wilson one. It, it just it's a lot. You're giving up a lot, and it's almost like it has to work. There's mm -hmm. there's no like you can't even have oh he was okay. It's like it has to be a hundred percent the right thing to do. And I think that you've probably seen enough evidence over the years that doing it the other way and drafting the guy and developing him has just worked out for a lot of teams it won't work out all the time not everyone's going to be great but it will work out a lot of the time so i think that that's probably the more sensible way of doing it and when you look at what seahawks got as well you know drew lock decent backup shelby harris was at the end of the career no fans been really good for seattle to be fair charles cross been a really good o-lineman from boy in my face probably Still got some developing to do. Uh, Devin Witherspoon has been incredible for them. Derek Hall, again, still got some developing to do. It, and then you look at their four, you know, they've got Russell Wilson and and, and, the, and the Broncos drafted Aoma Uazariki, defensive lineman. I think I butchered that name, but Uazariki. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I play the host role, Adam, so I get to say all the fun <laughs> names. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. It, it feels like just massive risk. I just, I don't think at the time it was a risk because I think people are like, well, yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson's great. Of course, you'd make that trade. You know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a top, he was a top ten quarterback in a team that never protected him. We can protect him. We have a better defense now than Seattle did at, at that point. It was sort of all lined up, but it, it just didn't happen in the end, did it really? Um, let's move on to outside of the NFL, to college football. And we did have the semi-finals slash Sugar Bowl and Rose Bowl for the college national finals. And it was Washington 
going up against Texas, they won 37-31. And Michigan coming up against Alabama, and Michigan winning 27-20. Um, Andrew, you are our college expert. I assume you watched the, both of these games and, and how, how thrilling these games were. I mean, they're, they're very, very close score. Uh, the Texas-Washington game went down to the last throw of the game. Um, is a, is a, it's going to be a big final. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting final. It's one of those close ones. I think if you were in terms of betting, it's that close that I think it's just a three-point spread uh, in uh, Michigan's favour. So uh, that it's going to be close. Um, and I think uh, we did a show maybe three or four weeks ago where we talked about the committee selecting the four to go through to the playoffs. And I think when we look at the scores of these games and how close they were and they went down to the wire, I think they... They got it right, didn't they? I think we can now say they got it right because these were highly entertaining games. That's what the people wanted. Um, as they're both down to the wire, four great organisations, four really good quarterbacks, all the good coaches. Um, and, yeah, it's, 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 it's really exciting. Um, I mean, I extensively watched a lot more of the Washington game. thought Penix uh, was absolutely uh, brilliant. Um, so if you haven't watched anything of him yet, watch that game and see how lovely of a ball he throws because it's exceptional. And they managed to, like they did with Stroud, like they did with Herbert, they let him run the ball a little bit, which he hasn't mm -hmm. done all year. So, yeah, really looking forward to the final. Um, I'm back in Washington, uh, but it's going to be a really close game, I think. And that game will be happening Monday nights, Tuesday morning, half past 12, uh, January 9th. Um, Adam, I assumed you watched the games as well, being that you are dipping your toe into the large ocean of college football these days. Anyone we should be excited about? Uh, as Andrew said, Penix was great. Um, you saw the uh, Roma Dunze was was very good as well. And the number two, is it uh, Jalen Polk? Polk. Yeah, he, he was very good. The, the second one, I think a lot of people don't talk about him because of Adunze. Um, he kind of gets missed a little bit. Uh, Blake Quorum looked pretty impressive for uh, Michigan. They, they're very hot on the run game. Although I have to say, I thought JJ McCarthy played reasonably well as well. He, he kind of doesn't get the plaudits as much mm -hmm. because they run the ball so much. But I did think that he did pretty well in uh, in a game, you know, the one criticism that we've always had with him is that he hasn't played anyone or anyone of any note. But in fairness, obviously, you reach this point, you can't really criticise him, can you? Um, so, yeah, he did pretty well. Um, there wasn't really anyone on the Alabama side that I was particularly uh, excited about. I think maybe uh, McKinstry, the corner, looked, looked decent at times, but... Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few guys there that uh, are worth looking at. Um, are going to be really good in the NFL. I'm sure Andrew's got a few others that that were decent. But. Uh, Johnny, the other week we made a massive debacle about the fact that FSU didn't get in and how they much deserved. And we need to see the best teams. It doesn't matter about history or anything like that. They went they went undefeated all year. Well, they only yeah they only lost one game all year. Well, they played in the Orange Bowl against Georgia and they got beat 63 to 3. So do you think maybe me and you were wrong about that and that maybe this committee knows a little <laughs> bit more than we do? Yeah, I think from um from a purely sporting 
um, fairness perspective, I probably still stand by my um, <laughs> by our you know our, That's our it. comment keep, on keep on keep it going right on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can't take anything. Um, from the games and, and and like you mentioned about the FSU um, who were absolutely uh, thrashed um, this weekend. So yeah, we were the the college playoff games um, stayed up for the first uh, first half of the. Oh, lost it. Definitely stayed up for the first half. Um, as, uh, <laughs> as I say, um, yeah, we, we lost, we lost you, we lost you just for a moment there, Johnny. We heard you stayed up. Oh, for the you first half. I was just talking. I was just talking about how chaotic and exciting the the first half of the Alabama Michigan game was, and I think from a, a college, um, not necessarily a college novice, but someone who isn't necessarily an expert like Andrew and Adam, um, I found that thoroughly entertaining and. Um, yeah, uh, Phoenix looks a, a, a brilliant superstar for the um, for the um, for Washington. Um, so yeah, look forward to seeing him in the NFL. Looks like someone who can really make an immediate impact for a team. Um, uh, so yeah, um, look forward to seeing him go quite highly in in, uh, in April. Andrew, give an uneducated college fan the reason as to why we have so many bowl games. Mm across the whole of college because we have the sugar bowl the citrus bowl the rose bowl the rely quest bowl wonder who they're sponsored by the fiesta bowl holiday bowl texas bowl fenway bowl pop tarts bowl again wonder who they're sponsored by the alamo bowl the gator bowl the sun bowl the music city bowl the arizona bowl the cotton bowl the peach bowl the orange bowl lots of bowls lots of fruits lots of sponsors lots of money i can imagine is that why yeah, there's 43 bowls, I think, that uh, have <laughs> played, um, which keeps going up and up and up. Obviously, you've got the classics, um, like the Rose Bowls, obviously, uh, Sugar Bowl, Peach Bowl. They're, they're, they've been around for a long time, but it's it's purely uh, advertising, money, contracts. Uh, you know, people want to sponsor them, and then that money goes to um, the conferences and, the, uh, and gives them more money to, to do more things. So, uh, yeah, money. Money, money, money. Um, and um, it's in that New Year's period in when everyone's off on holiday. So everyone's watching their telly. They've become a bit of a farce. They've become a bit of a joke, a little bit. You've probably seen them where well, whoever it's sponsored by, that's who, what gets tipped over. The coach, you probably saw that in the Mayo Bowl, the Pop-Tart Bowl, <laughs> the Cheez-Its Bowl. Um, but yeah, I think um, a lot of the people who are really, really into their uh, college football are now calling for um, the bowls to be scrapped off uh, and they're not as important now they're moving to a 12-team playoff. I know Adam's got some uh, some big views on on that and he's only just been into the, the college football over the last two, three years. So um, there's going to be some reform. Uh, I know the TV contracts run till 2026, I believe. So and next year, I know definitely... Um, the championship games have to fall in the New Year's Six, so they're going to fall with the ball games because of the television rights. But, um, yeah, there, there's going to be some reform uh, later down the line. So maybe 25, 26, we're going to see something a bit more interesting going on with them. And just to finalise off this podcast up, um, obviously a lot of people this weekend was their fantasy football finals. Um, we've all been playing fantasy this year. We've been playing leagues together in fantasy as well. Um, but I know that you guys have also played leagues that I'm not in there for. I haven't got a clue for that. Johnny, how was your fantasy football year? Did you do well in some? Did you do poorly in others? 
Did okay actually. Yeah, I managed to blag my way into the um, the the franchise tag dynasty leagues final with um i think my starting running back duo was aj dylan and um and zach charbonnet so i don't know how i've managed managed that but yeah <laughs> nice uh some nice winnings for coming second um also came second in another league so probably the uh yeah the big i'm uh, not very good in clutch uh clutch games so uh yeah a bit of improvement for next year maybe need some more clutch players maybe that's maybe exactly that's, yeah maybe, maybe, we, can, maybe we can spark a trade in our in the dynasty league adam <laughs> i know you're in multiple leagues across, across many outlets how did you do this year uh i i've actually cut down on the leagues um oh, so i'm is. not i'm not in as many anymore uh i successfully tanked my way to the first pick in the dynasty league here which was lovely to see and uh didn't really spend a lot of time on our redraft league and so got punished accordingly as ending up as the sacco for that so uh yeah it's been been fun that one um the only other one the decipher league came second in the decipher league which was a crazy 32 man league which i believe you two were both in as well and uh yeah came second ended up losing because the Browns kicker decided to lose his hamstring going into last week, and I was up against CD. That's that tough. That's tough cookie to hit. That's why I had as well. Andrew, how have you done this year? Well, I went hard on a couple of the same people in redraft and dynasty league, and a lot of those people got injured. So it's been a <laughs> hard slog for me all year round trying to do trades or, or forever on the waiver wire. So. Uh, didn't qualify for any playoffs, but equally didn't finish bottom in anything. So, you know, disappointing. Well, I'm only in three leagues, and the Cypher one, I think I came like 20th or something. So, and again, because it's 30 man league, it's, it's crazy hard. So, uh, but I had, I had like some really, really amazing weeks in that one, though, but at the same time, I had some truly terrible weeks. And I think I had a week where I had like two players playing because they were either injured or on buys. Like it was that bad. Um, in our redraft league, I got the final, but I lost to our good friend Ben Sleeve. So congratulations to him. First time winner of the league as well. I'd have been the first three-time champion of that if I'd have won that, um, which is slightly annoying. But I did come up against CD Lamb and there was points in the night where I was like, I am definitely going to lose this. Like I know it. And then that's the, it's the hope that kills you. That's what it oh, is. Yeah. The hope that kills you. There was like... <laughs> moments in the games because i was going out for new year as well so we were like sort of getting ready for go out for new year and, and everything and i was going like ah oh, like okay we're getting back in this now but ultimately playing up against cd lamb and lamar jackson i was like this is going to be a hard slog and then christian McCaffrey went down injured did get dj Moore with 30 points and the texans got 21 points as a defense as well um so yeah a bit upsetting and then in my third place playoff with sky in our um Dynasty League, I lost in that, rightly so. Probably, well, I got absolutely smashed in that, actually, now come to think of it. Now I'm looking at it. Um, but I didn't realise Sky had the entire LA Rams offence. Yeah. He has Kyron Williams, <laughs> Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup. I've never realised this until I played him. I was like, oh, right, that's quite hard, hard to beat, considering the road. And um, 
obviously congratulations to Andy Davis who won the uh, Dynasty League um, and yeah we go into the read the draft I suppose we, we, well me with no first round pick Andrew has my first round pick as I took Jameer Gibbs off of him who was out of a great season second half of the season considering Adam you said that he's not going to do anything and he's done very oh, well I never said he wasn't going to do anything I said Montgomery was going to get double digit touchdowns that's what I said Mm. Well, I did. I did do the stupid, the the one where I was getting a bit too greedy in the in the redraft one, where I traded Bruce Hall and Amari Cooper for Josh Jacobs and T Higgins. And T Higgins was ace, but Josh Jacobs, I don't think got a single point for me. I mean, he's been either injured. I mean, he's been injured every game. So that uh, that that was the worst. I've got a question for Johnny uh, before. <laughs> We'd go. Why did you leave Jalen Reed on your taxi for the whole season? <laughs> the whole season. I didn't even realise that he was he was, uh, <laughs> he was still there until about two weeks ago. So I thought, you know, why not? Why not uh, give him a bit of a, a bit more development? Exactly. If I had played him, I just need some running backs, mate, and a quarterback. <laughs> you know, if you obviously don't watch the betting show because me and Adam have said every single week. <laughs> He's a certain for a touchdown, but for like the last six weeks. So, like I say, uh, like I say, mate, it's, it's pure incompetence for me for not even realising. Uh, next have year, got, have you got your first round pick, Johnny? No, I, stupidly, Gareth managed to convince me to trade. Gets uh, in your head. Round, Don't let him first get in your round head. For Aaron Rodgers and a second in return. So I got absolutely smoked uh, last uh, year. Well, I thought Rodgers could have a great year, but. Jet. Jets fan believing the hype. Yeah, you can never trust Gareth. That's the uh, <laughs> never, never trust, never trust. Right, thank you very much for watching our first episode of 2024. Um, had a really good fun, really great holiday, and we've got plenty more football to come. We've got the playoffs coming ever closer, which should be a whole lot of fun. Johnny, Adam, Andrew, thank you again, and we'll see you all again next.